Hey, Julian. What? You know how you don't know how to read? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have some good news for you, buddy. There is a new audio app called Newsly, and it's on iOS and Android. And what it does is it picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. So for the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Doesn't that make you happy, Julian? Yeah. Yeah, so now you can actually pay attention to what's going on in the world around you. Since you can't read, now you can listen. You can browse articles from topics you choose, and you can start playing, stop scrolling, start listening. That's your New Year's resolution, Julian. Dude, this is going to really change my life. And guess what else? What? They have podcasts as well. No way! Explore trending topics from over 40 countries, including our podcast, Just the Tips with Austin and Julian. It's there too. What? So here's what you got to do. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or the link in the description and use the promo code TIPS. All caps, except the I is the number one. You get a one-month premium subscription. Holy smokes. Yep. Just the tips. Hey, everyone, be quiet. Just the tips is on. Hey, everybody. It's the two guys who still use checkbooks at the grocery store, Austin and Julian. And this is Just the Tips with Austin and Julian, the show where we take life pro tips, hacks, and general advice from the internet, mostly Reddit, filter it through our degenerate brains, and then regurgitate it into your ears. Whoa, Austin, look at you. I haven't seen you in a long time. What have you been doing? Hey, Julian. I know. It's been like five years, man. It's good to be back. It's great to be back. We had to take a hiatus because our co-host, Austin, was becoming a paramedic. Woo! That's right. He's going to be Still working on it. throwing tubes in people's throats and performing. Uh, what else are you going to be doing? You're going to be checking their their prostates on the scene? Uh, it's not, I don't think it's in my scope, but I'll, I'll try my best. Do they teach you any anal stuff in paramedic school? Hmm. No, not really. There's a couple of meds that you can give rectally. Oh. But I don't think people are really into that. They don't do it very much. When I get out there, I'm going to, I'm going to turn that around. Do you just put it in dry or do you put a little lube on it? I don't know. It depends on the person. depends on what kind of style they have. All right. So you know how I hate poop, right? Yeah, I know about that. I hate poop. And I had the worst thing ever. Which is weird because you look like the type of guy who would be into poop. No, I hate it. And so the other day I had to take a poop and I go to use my toilet upstairs. And when I go to flush, it breaks on me. Like totally breaks to where I'm trying to get the toilet water down and it's not going down i'm pumping i'm i'm using the plunger nothing's happening and i'm not able it's not filling i I tried to turn the water off and i broke the fucking handle (laughs) that turns the water off so it's stuck off so so i had to go get a cup of water and I'm filling the sink water and pouring it into the back of the toilet to get it to flush again and I try for a very long time and it doesn't flush so i come to the harsh reality that i need a plumber and there's no plumbers available this is the middle of the night so i did the worst thing ever 
because I didn't want shit in my toilet all night. I'm listening. I took the cup that I was filling water with and I scooped my shit up into the cup so that I could bring it downstairs and flush it down the other toilet. And while I'm walking out to bring it downstairs, a cup full of shit, I step in my dog shit who had shit right on the fucking (laughs) stairs. So I'm holding shit in my cup and I have shit on the bottom of my foot. And I was, all I wanted to do was go to bed and it was the fucking worst. And I was miserable. I really don't like that story, but I like knowing how much of a struggle that was for you. Did you think about just flinging your body off the top of the stairs and just ending it all? I just, I didn't know what to do. I was, it was horrible. I was like, you're not equipped to handle that kind of situation. No, I had no choice though. Like I couldn't leave shit in the toilet all night. It was clogged, like it wouldn't flush even when you lifted the little flap in the tank? Yeah, like it wouldn't flush at all, and then it was stuck in the off position because the handle broke for the uh, the water, and I had no choice. Man. It was horrible. I took the longest shower after. Well, welcome back, everybody. Thanks thanks for bringing us back in with that story, Julian. <laughs> Whatever listeners we have left, I'm sure they're gone. Uh, but. Well, I'm glad you made it through. You've always been a very resilient young man, and uh, we just got to keep on trucking, Julian. I know. What have you been doing? We we already went over that. Oh, you don't I've have been, any... Yeah, I've had no life for a long time. Been in this class. It's been pretty rough. And it's still going on, but uh, things have lightened up a little bit, so we're going to try to get in this groove and try to... No, I don't even know why I say we're going to do it every week because you know how that goes. But we are going to do gonna it, Austin. Start rolling. Just say we are. Don't say it though. We're just going to do it. Yeah, and then people will know. You don't. You don't say. You do. Yeah, I don't even remember where we left off. It feels like a lifetime ago. But you guys know Julian got his hair all lasered off of his body. It's coming back though. Don't yeah, call it a comeback. Well, but it is coming back. I knew that back. was going to happen. I knew you wouldn't keep up with it. When I saw him, I peeked under his shirt, and it was mostly hairless, but there were a lot of scattered stragglers all over the place. That Well, it's been reduced by a lot, and one thing they didn't tell me is that it only gets your dark hairs. So one day I woke up, and I looked, and I just had all white hairs, and I started freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, did they just turn all my chest hair white? Is that like, is that a thing? <laughs> but then I went and asked them. They said, oh, no, those are just the only hairs that survived are your gray hairs. So you're going to have gray hair, chest hair, which is fine. I don't have too many at this moment. And the other thing is you have to go in for 12 sessions to get it completely removed. <clears throat> and for six sessions, it's like almost $2,000. So I got to save up some money before I can get my next six session, six sessions in. Let's get a GoFundMe going. Yeah, let's do it. This hair needs to go. I think it would mean a lot to people. I agree. Because when I peaked, I could tell that they had not, there was a lot still there, but I mean, yeah, it was at least 90% less, if not 95% less, but you had a lot of random stragglers and I feel like you need to take care of those. Well, now that I've let it grow out, it's kind of filled in. So it doesn't look as bad as it did. Let me get a peek. Oh yeah. That's good stuff. So anyway, but my back is coming in way stronger. So that's the area I really need to get addressed. All right, cool. Well, I think we're up to speed. Yep. Let's get these tips, huh? Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. I have a tip I'm very excited about. Okay. 
And I already know that you're going to be a wet blanket about it, but we'll get into that. All right. This is a life pro tip from Slay All Day with Four Wise. If you love box mac and cheese, you can buy a big jar of the cheese powder online and turn any pasta into delicious trash gourmet mac and cheese of your dreams. He has a long write-up about it, but you get the point. You can go on, they actually have a brand here, Hoosier Hill Farm, the brand that we've all grown to know and love, has a one-pound bucket of mac, it's called Big Daddy Mac Mix. It's a one-pound bucket of mac and cheese powder. So what you do is you keep that in your cupboard, and you know everyone has pasta lying around of different shapes and sizes. Boil up some pasta, throw some of this in with some milk and butter, and you have that you know, the shitty craft mac and cheese anytime you need it. Unlimited. And it's $14.99 for a pound. And you can subscribe and save and you'll get a one pound bucket every month and you'll save a dollar fifty. Wow. So you might want to do that. Are you gonna subscribe and get a bucket a month? Dude, I'm so tired of this subscribe and save shit. It always puts that as the first option for whatever I buy. And usually it's things that you don't want to subscribe to. Yeah, I know. You can also get a combo pack Okay. with one pound of cheddar cauliflower and cheddar cheese. What is that? That what? doesn't sound right. Anyway. No, it just says, the one I have just says cheddar. Oh. Anyways, we'll... Well, whatever. It looks... That's great, Austin. This is a... This is a Real revolution for a lot of people, I'm sure, because everyone gets sick of the elbow shape. Now you can do corkscrews, you can do shells, you can do spaghetti, you can do whatever you want. I bet you can make And you can make as much or as little as you want. I thought you were going to talk shit about this, because me personally, as you know, Julian, I'm a Velveeta shells and cheese guy, first and foremost. I I know it's better. It's, It's the best. You can't beat it. But who has time? I actually did find one better. Oh, yeah? Who's that? It's a Cracker Barrels brand that makes it's a similar thing with the cheese sauce already made, but their cheese sauce tastes better than the Kraft Velveeta one. Hmm. I'd believe that. I mean, Cracker Barrel is a fine company. It's really good. I got it. Make a fine product. I got it last week uh, on a whim, and we tried it. We tried the cheddar, and it was delicious. And now we have a cheddar Havarti that we're going to try at oh, some point okay. when right, we're too lazy to do a real dinner. I haven't had Cracker Barrel in about nine years, but I can still taste the chicken fried steak when I think back. I've never been to Cracker Barrel in my life. I've always wanted to go. Hmm. They sell rocking chairs out front. Do they? Did you know that? No. I hear that they have really good bread and butter, too. I don't even remember. That's what I've heard. Actually, funny enough, one of the waxologists or laserologists that I was getting lasered by, we were talking about favorite restaurants and her favorite restaurant is cracker barrel i immediately took her judgment of food down a couple notches when she told me that was she a big girl no this girl was very thin and i think she was vegetarian too (laughs) but she she's the one who told me their bread and butter is really good Hmm. i mean i've never been so i shouldn't judge her you know maybe it is really good i'm not sure I think it is. I don't remember. Yeah. We'll have to go and try it and give a give our our opinion. Yeah, you should ask her how she feels about cheddars. 
Okay, what's Chatters? I don't know. I've, I mean, it's a restaurant. It's a chain. I've never been there. But when I worked at my old job, I had this contractor. And <laughs> he was an interesting guy, to say the least. Wouldn't be surprised if he's in prison now. But every time I saw him, he would just talk about Cheddar's and how good their ribs are. Is that in Tucson? They have one in Tucson. Oh, and you've never been? I've never been. That sounds like an Austin Klein destination. I know. I'm surprised you and him never went on a lunch date there. Yeah, I mean, this was a long time ago. We never got a chance. Maybe you should call him up and be like, hey, I've been thinking about that Cheddar's. You want to (laughs) go catch up at some Cheddar's? It's like if you go to Golden Corral every week and it's someone's birthday and you want to go somewhere a little bit nicer, you go to Cheddar's. All right, let's go to the next tip. Okay, here's a tip from, man, I'm going to butcher this name, so I'm sorry. Sinai Susmi. Sinai Susmi. Life pro tip. Take a picture of your car's mileage before dropping it to the shop. I took he whoever this person is took their car to get their door repaired and before they took it out they took a picture of their mileage and battery percentage and sent it to the owner of the shop with no explanation the shop has outstanding reviews online to complaints about people suspecting their car being used during the repairs when i went to pick up my car it had 87 more miles on it than i dropped it one mega tantrum later, I was not charged at least. So, and they had a dash cam and the video was deleted from the dash cam. That's pretty shady. So I guess some shops use cars to do like errands and stuff. I'd be more worried about if I had like a really cool car and they were going to take it out joyriding or something. Yeah. I remember Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah. They had to run the car in reverse to make the odometer go down which doesn't work well it didn't work in the movie either oh it didn't no remember he got mad and then he kicked it and then it drove out the window oh yeah that's true julian me and you were gonna sit down and watch that movie again you know that guy i had never seen him again until he was in succession and i really like him in succession oh cameron yeah when i worked at the apple store i sold him an ipad did you he's very nice is he still rolling off that Ferris Bueller money? I don't know. I forgot to ask him that. But also, other than taking a picture of your mileage, also don't leave Janet Jackson tickets in your glove box. Because one time my dad did that when we were all going to go to Janet Jackson in the 90s, and they all got stolen. What? Your dad must have been furious. Yeah. As anyone who knows my dad knows, he loves Janet Jackson. Actually, I think he was probably a little excited, thinking he didn't have to go. But he ended up buying another round of tickets, and we ended up going. How was the show? And I can't even imagine how much young teenage Austin, how many masturbations I got out of that concert. It was good. Yeah. We were pretty far back, so I had to use my imagination. But, you know, you could still see those hips moving. Did you go wild when she sang Nasty Boys? And did you point at yourself and said, I'm a nasty boy? <laughs> Of course I did. There's a video uh, that we have of my brother and I dancing to Nasty Boys when we were like, I think my brother's probably like <laughs> three and I was probably like five. And uh, we're just stomping around doing, it was like our favorite song as little boys. Yeah, you guys were Nasty Boys. And that reminds me, so for years and years we've been talking about this video of you when you were a kid and you said that you were 
singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, and you had a full boner. You were like, I don't know how old, six maybe, and you were just flinging it around. I was younger than that. Okay. Well, you didn't find the video, but you did find a picture last time you were visiting of you as a naked young man, and you sent it to me. And over all the years, as much as I thought I wanted to see that video, as soon as you sent it to me, I wish that you could unsend it because it just it felt so wrong on so many levels. So you basically had child pornography on your phone. Yeah, I, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, what the fuck is he sending me this for? Yeah. Well, it was me. So I think, I don't know if there's some little loophole as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you're an adult. I don't want to sending, know. I wish I hadn't brought it up. I wonder what the law is. If you're an adult and you have a naked picture of yourself when you're a kid, can you send that to someone else as an adult? knowing that you're okay with it as an adult. Yeah, that's a good question, but I don't know. I'm kind of scared and I wish I could take it, take it all back. Yeah. Well, this is fucking weird. Uh, it was weirder when the next time I looked at your phone, you had it as the picture of your lock screen. (laughs) (laughs) That was really weird. Uh, I didn't think it was weird. Uh, Man, and he and I liked how you positioned it. So where you put your thumb to swipe up, you always have to run right into my dick. Okay, that was. Uh, let's go on to the next tip. Jesus. Okay. Sorry, guys. It's been a while. We'll get better. It's your tip, Austin. I know, Julian. Give me some time. Well, you're taking a while. <sighs> All right. This is a Reddit you should know, but brought to us by Noodle underscore OS. Just because a restaurant appears to have empty tables does not mean that they have room to seat you. We've all seen the angry dad or mom who complains to the hostess and says, well, why don't you just sit us at that table? It's really fucking annoying, especially for those of us who have worked in the restaurant for many years, especially for Julian, who was a male host for nearly a decade. There's some reasons why they don't see you at those tables, guys. Number one... Those empty tables are probably for reservations that will be arriving in the next hour. Two, maybe that section of tables is closed. Maybe they don't have enough servers to cover it. Three, maybe they recently sat a few tables in that server section and they won't be able to get to you in a reasonable time. And four, maybe the kitchen is over. will be overwhelmed if I tried to paraphrase the last paragraph and I, you know what I mean? Just don't be an asshole. Just trust them. They know what they're doing. If it bothers you that much, go start your own goddamn restaurant and you can seat yourself whenever you want. Yeah, the restaurant business is tough because you're getting your customers and they're hangry. You know, a lot of times they're starving. They've been starving themselves all day and they can't wait another second to put some sort of food in their mouth. And as soon as you tell them they're going to have to wait another second to put food in their mouth, they're primal instinct brain kicks in and they get all mad and they go rabble 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 and they get all pissed off and they don't realize all the variable factors that go into running a restaurant and all the different things that they don't know about that happen at a restaurant and they're just making everyone's life miserable for their own selfish cause so give restaurant staff a break people i mean there's one thing if the restaurant staff is dickheads to you or does something atrocious to your food or whatever that's okay then i give you permission to raise hell but 
for things that are out of the people's control and if they're just trying to help you, be nice to them. Be understanding. Their job's already stressful enough. Don't be a dick. Yeah, people who lose their temper at restaurants, I feel like, should be taken out back and whipped or something. Like, if you can't keep your cool at a restaurant, you're a fucking dickhead and you shouldn't be going out in public. Number two, I feel like the most underappreciated restaurant employee is the hostess because it's usually like young 16-year-old girls who are in high school and they end up working their ass off, like helping clear tables, helping serve food. They end up, they're kind of like little managers and they usually don't get tips. So kudos to you, young ladies and young Julian, because obviously he was a host. There's some male hosts as well. I'd say yeah, true. it depends on the restaurant. A lot of restaurants like to put you know, pretty young ladies out front. But in more modern times, I think they're putting males out there as well. Right. We're called flight attendants, okay? Not stewardesses. Yeah. We had, you know, we we definitely had our fair share of creepy managers that would love to bring in young high school girls and put them out front. And uh, that's a common theme in restaurants, I think, is the creepy manager that likes to hire young, attractive ladies. It's tales all this time. I remember when we were in high school working at Gavi's, there was a server there. I don't know his name, but I think he was from Australia. I remember he had an accent. And he would hang out with the girls that were our age who were also 16 after work all the time. They'd go to his house and they'd drink with them and stuff. Oh, I remember him. I actually remember his name, too, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, I don't think he was from australia i feel like he just looks like an actor who's from australia okay that makes sense a famous actor that i won't say also well you can say that actor fuck i can't think of his name he's in gladiator yeah and he's fighting not, around the world australian russell crowe russell crowe yeah he looked like russell crowe kind did. of i mean like a poor man's russell crowe obviously but i could have sworn he had an accent of some sort i don't know but he was well into his 30s and he would have 16-year-old girls our age that we went to high school with over at his house, and they'd get drunk with them. And who knows what happened. But that's pretty creepy. That's weird looking back. Yeah. And the funny thing is, at the time, he was probably like 34, but I thought he was like 50 because I was in high school. Yeah, but still, even if you're 21, that's creepy behavior. No, I know. I'm not. I'm just saying. It's weird how when you're young and you work with older people, you think they're so much older, even though they're like five years older than you. Yeah, well, I don't know, but watch your watch yourself if you're a young lady getting a job at a restaurant. Don't go home. Dude, we're covering all of the bases today. Naked. Never mind. I don't know. Statutory. Just go the next step. We haven't covered statutory. I don't. That's what you're just talking about. I don't know. He had sex with them. We never established that. It wasn't from a lack of trying. I'm sure. I'm sure he wanted to have sex with them, but. I'm not going to say he did. All right. So this is a life tip, pro tip from 37 Home. What a horrible name that is. Doing things when you don't want to do them is a skill that you practice. So take advantage of times where you especially don't want to do something and practice your mind over matter. Because, yeah, like one of the biggest challenges in life is doing things you don't want to do. 
And if you can overcome the urge not to do those things, you'll be much happier in the long run because a lot of times those are the things that keep your life in order. So true, Julian. This is actually a really good tip. And as you know, I listen to a lot of, I guess they're like self-help podcasts. I hate using that because they're, but they're just like podcasts about being a better person. And they're like this one, except legit, I guess, with real legit people on it. And a lot of people talk about that, you know, how your mind and your, your brain is basically a muscle, just like everything else. And, you know, you exercise and you work out your muscles to make them stronger. You need to do the same thing for your brain and you can do the same thing for your habits. So if you, the more you do things that you don't feel like doing, the more that you'll build that muscle memory and, you know, find it easier to get motivated. And I think you eventually realize that getting those things done when you don't feel like doing them makes your life better overall, makes you happier. It's like, uh, I think Bob Saget said it. It's a good quote. Discipline is freedom. Whoa. Have you heard that before? No, I haven't. You should get that tattooed on your chest. That is a good tattoo. And you may have swayed me from wanting to never get a tattoo. Oh, wait, it wasn't Bob Saget. It was Jocko Willen- Willink. Willinick. That Navy SEAL guy. How did you get Bob Saget and him mixed up? I couldn't think of the name, so I just threw Bob Saget in there. Ah, oh, I really thought Bob Saget said that. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. That's a sad story. That is. I love Bob Saget. And uh, don't forget to do your Kegels, folks. Kegels. Speaking of Bob Saget, yeah, do your Kegels. And if you fall and hit your head, get a CAT scan. Because if he did, he wouldn't have died. He just went to bed. And... Uh, yeah, remember when I hit my head? You had a brain bleed. And I went and got a cat scan? You hit your head countless times. Yeah, I talked you into it. Oh, you did? Julian fucking blacked out and fell down and hit his head and went unconscious. Don't worry, guys. He was only 37 years old at the time. <laughs> and the next day he told me about it, and I was like, dude, you should go to the hospital and yeah. get a cat scan just to be safe. And I did, and it was... I think I told this story on the podcast. It was the, like peak of covid and i had to go to the emergency room and it was just full of covid patients and i was so paranoid this is before the vaccine or anything was out and like covid was still a big deal and i was just like avoiding every person like people would just stand next to me and i'd like walk away and i just it was the most crowded room ever and i was just trying to keep six feet of distance from every person and it was an impossible task and i was so freaked out and i kept debating if i should just walk out or not because i'm like i'm gonna get covid in here i know it and luckily i didn't i got into the cat scan and everything was fine obviously you walk out because you don't want to get covid and then just die in your sleep from a slow brain bleed i know that's the that was the pickle i was in but you're okay yeah i didn't get covid and i didn't have a brain bleed so win-win and you didn't learn any lessons from that situation (laughs) yeah i did i haven't hit my head from blocking out since i i was surprised because not to say that you don't black out but your autopilot is usually pretty strong even if you've had way too much to drink well here's the thing i didn't you didn't tell the story right i didn't black out i lost my balance when exiting a pickup truck and i fell and well, I, yeah but you were drunk as fuck i was drunk and stoned and but i <laughs> But I f- you weren't blacked out though yet. No, I wasn't. I remember it. I remember falling. Okay. And then I don't remember like obviously 
when I got knocked out, I just remember being on the ground and looking up at my two friends bent over me like a scene from a movie and being like, dude, you okay? And like helping me up to my feet. (laughs) And that was the first night I ever hung out with those guys. And so I made a pretty good first impression, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what my Julian, you're incorrigible. (sighs) Anyway. Well, I'm okay now, and we're, I'm still friends with those guys. So I, you I seem like you have a pretty thick skull. I have a thick skull myself. I think there's something to that. I don't know if that's true at all. Have you measured it? Is there a way you can measure? Well, the I have a big ass head. Skull? I know that. I know that. But like, I've hit my head very hard a lot of times over the years, and I'm I'm always surprised that nothing happens or it doesn't hurt more. And given the size of my head and hats that I have to wear, I wouldn't be surprised if I have a thick skull. I feel like. I don't know. I'll look it up. Okay. I believe it's my turn, huh? Yes, it is. Julian, you're going to love this tip more than anyone else. It's a pro tip, a life pro tip brought to us by Bumblebee. Bumble with a three instead of an EB. Never skimp out on what you put between yourself and the ground. You should probably put some good money into those helmets. You're actually very good about wearing helmets with when you ride your bike and all that. So, I am. I even get the MIPS helmet. What? The MIPS helmet. Okay. You don't know Are what you that tell is? tell us about it? No, I don't know what the fuck that is. MIPS is a protection system that is put into helmets these days. You'll see it on the back of helmets with yellow. It's a little yellow circular thing that says MIPS. And what it does is it basically allows your head to kind of move independently of the helmet so that you don't damage your neck from falling because if you're if the helmet doesn't have some give in it you can really hurt your neck so mips helps prevent neck injuries along with head injuries that the helmet is preventing Hmm, i I have a feeling my uh my helmet's not mips certified well you should get a new one austin and follow your own tip because you want to put something nice between your head and the ground Take it from me. All right. I will. Oh, yeah. Look at this. The MIPS Air Node Safety Hidden in Plain Sight. That's a, that's a nice looking helmet. Yeah, man. I All my... Well, I, I, my bike helmet is not MIPS. That's the only helmet that's not MIPS. But all my uh, skiing helmets are MIPS. As you know, I never wore helmets on my bicycle. I fucking hate wearing them. They're, they're annoying and just uncomfortable. And I like to, I like to feel the breeze, but... After seeing a couple people, you know, get in accidents without helmets, now I feel like I have to do it. And plus, I'm at the age where it's just like, you start, you know, who cares anymore? Let's just wear a helmet. But I really fucking hate it, but I'm doing it. So. There's a uh, really good company out there, and they actually make MIPS helmets now. When I got mine, it they didn't. But it's called Thousand. They're based out of L.A., and they actually make uh, bike helmets that don't look like shit. They actually look pretty good. Yeah, you told me about that. I looked it up. They look the same as other helmets to me. No, they don't. As a regular bike helmet, they look way better than a regular bike helmet. You know which helmet was cool? Was Remember that show, Flight of the Concords? They had a helmet that had a an afro. It was like an afro wig with a helmet built into it. I always thought that was a pretty good idea. That is a great idea. But the, the Thousand helmet, I think, is the best-looking helmet on the market for bikes. Yeah, looks all right. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, I forgot to do my tip. Okay, so don't skimp between your what you put between yourself and the ground. This is 
mainly in regards to shoes. This guy says bed, couch, tires. Don't buy cheap shoes. And if you do, put some good insoles in them. I used to wear a lot of cheap shoes and I fucked up my back. And I still do sometimes, you know, like Converse or Vans or whatever. But if you put some, as you know, Julian, I have high arches, you know, I don't like to brag. And I know that I don't look like the type of dude who would have high arches, but I do. So I have to get high arch insoles and it makes a world of difference. And when you're buying tires, I think it's, it's worth getting some good tires. Couches, I've always, I always have secondhand couches and I always will. Bed, I've always been meaning to buy a good bed, but I still, I still haven't. But I think that's important. Julian, what do you think? I loved this tip way back when we had it on another episode. I thought that it sounded familiar. Um, but it's good to reiterate. I agree with this, and it's something I live by. And this this tip's actually old. I read about this tip years ago on Life Pro Tips before our podcast even existed, and I've been following it ever since. It's one that I took true to heart, and I don't skimp on tires. I only buy – and yet your shoes don't necessarily have to be expensive. They just have to be good because there's plenty of expensive shitty shoes that would be horrible for you to wear. And there's also plenty of cheap, good shoes. So price doesn't necessarily dictate quality. You just need to buy a quality pair of shoes that's going to give you the support and cushioning that you need for your activity. There's also an argument that I don't know how, I haven't really looked into it, but you know, I do some running Austin and I know a lot of runners now. And some of them swear by the minimalist shoes that basically is like running barefoot. I don't know how good that is, but they say once you're used to it, it's like way better for your posture and all kinds of things. I don't think I could do that because I have the same high arch issue as you. And anytime I wear flat shoes like Converse or Vans, they fucking kill my feet. Like literally my feet will just start really hurting. Dude, I forgot you had high arches too. Yeah, we got high arches, buddy. Dude, if you put both of us in a lineup... Nobody would pick us as the guys with high arches, I promise. Yeah, dude, those minimalist shoes, I don't know how to feel about it. I People swear by them, like you said, and on these podcasts I listen to, these some of these ultra-marathoner dudes, I think they wear them, but I've heard people say that the idea is that it, it builds like the muscles and the natural strength in your feet, you know, kind of like how our ancestors were barefoot. I don't know. Could be something to it. I, I don't think I'm going to find out anytime soon because I'm not fucking around with that do they have the, are those the ones with like the individual toe where you have the little toes in the end yeah that's one version of them i think they make others that I fucking hate like, those shoes so those I. are so dumb but dude like when i went to the la marathon this past year there was wait what did you run no i just volunteered oh look at you there was a number of people running barefoot running the entire thing barefoot barefoot yes how insane is that I don't even like walking around my house barefoot. Yeah, they ran 26 and a half miles barefoot. And like multiple people. I guess there's a famous runner or a well-known runner in the running community who died recently. And that's what they did. They ran barefoot. So a bunch of people did it as a tribute to them. God damn. Yeah, that's fucking nuts, man. That's impressive, man. I did sign up for a half marathon, though. When? In August. You better get your shit together. Are you, have you been training? Yeah, I've been running. Oh, okay. Not right. so. I need to. 
I just did five miles on Sunday. This week I'm going to do six miles, and then I'm going to do seven miles, and then eight miles, and so on and so forth. Well, you only have to get up to, what is it, like 70%? or I think eight miles is all you have to do, and they, if you do eight miles, you can do the 13 miles. Oh, well, I can do eight miles tomorrow. That's no problem. I think that's how people train, because otherwise you'd be running a marathon before you train, or, and you know, you'd be running a marathon to train to run a marathon. So I think once you get up to like a certain point, I don't know what it is because I don't run, obviously, but I've heard people say. So I would think like eight or nine miles would be as much as you would go in training. And then the adrenaline and, you know, the fans cheering you on is going to be enough to carry you the rest of the way. Yeah, we'll see how I do. I don't know. I I did, uh, I ran four miles yesterday and I did nine minute miles. So that was pretty good. What kind of shoes? You look like a New Balance guy. Are you going to be wearing New Balances? I'm a Brooks guy. Oh, Brooks. That's right. You've told me about those many times. Dude, the Brooks Ghosts are the best shoes I've ever put on for running or just walking around the house. They're so comfortable. Yeah, you tried to get me to get some of those. Like, I think I'm going to wait. They don't look bad. I don't think there's other Brooks that are definitely ugly, but these ones don't look bad. I also like Asics. Asics makes some good shoes. Are they still, are they still Asics gel? They have the gel in them? I, they do have a gel series, yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I, th- those are the two that I've liked. There, a lot of people like Hoka's. I've never tried those, but they're... David gave me some Hoka hiking shoes. Yeah. And they, I mean, they're dorky as, as shit, but they are so fucking comfortable. Like, they're, like, walking on clouds. They're so squishy. Yeah. I'm definitely going to treat myself to a nice pair of running shoes for this. And I don't know, do you wear, do you just get a brand new pair and wear it for the run or do you start training in them and break them in? What do you do? I don't know. I mean, I would assume you have to break them in. That just goes against everything I've ever learned about wearing shoes. You'll get fucking horrible blisters if you wear them for the first time. Yeah, it's true. But you gotta, you gotta really plan around those blisters. So get them, you know, maybe a month before walk around the house in them a little bit, a couple hours a day, maybe wear them to work and then, then put some miles in, get used to them. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. There's a uh, beer and wine and food festival that you get free entry to afterwards, and you get free in and out as well. Dude, people love drinking beer after they run. Apparently, it does like an electrolyte thing or something. To me, after working out, it just sounds so gross. We did it last night. We went to Piano Piano and had some drinks, although it was sad. I was the only one drinking. I like went in thinking... <laughs> Well, I told my friend who works there, I told my friend who works there that we're all coming and they were having a really slow night and they're putting on the show for literally our group and a couple other people. And normally like our group comes in and everyone has a good time and, and, you know, spends a good amount of money. But I think because it was just after 4th of July and stuff, a lot of people didn't feel like doing that. So everyone was just drinking water and I felt bad because we're like taking up tables and no one's spending any money and so so uh so i took it upon myself to buy myself drinks and but then no one else was drinking so i felt weird because i was the only one drinking so first of all that's the most julian thing ever the fact that you called or you texted your friend and said hey i'm coming in with a bunch of people Friend gets all excited, thinking they're going to make some tips, and then you show up with a big group of people, and none of them are drinking. Yeah, and that's completely 
uncharacteristic. That's the most Julian thing ever. That's uh, completely uncharacteristic of our group. Normally, they're they're good drinkers and they they're good patrons and they tip well. But for whatever reason, all the people that wanted to party stayed home, and the few people that you know did come, none of them drank. Did you guys order food? One people, one person ordered food. Everyone, like a couple of people, had one round of drinks, and that was. So it. I have, I have a rule. I will not go to a restaurant and not order anything. Yeah, that's a great rule. There is a fucking business. Like even if even if you have to order decaf coffee or order an appetizer or something, you can't just sit at a restaurant and drink water. Maybe if everybody else is eating and you're the one person, I guess. But overall, you're just taking up real estate and you're not paying anything, and it's. Uh, shitty thing to do i know i felt really awkward and then everyone left and i was there by myself and my friend like they were putting on a show and they put on like these are really talented pianists and drummers like they're fucking amazing but it was like literally me and one other table in the in the place and i felt so bad i didn't want to leave but i felt really awkward sitting there alone and drinking so i just left and i texted my friend sorry everything about that story is the most julian thing ever and i love it Ah, uh, it was awful. Also, I think I've said this before, but, you know, I love you and your, your running crew. I'm sure they're all great people, but I hate you guys. I hate people like you that run to bars and like, we're going to go running and then we're going to go to the bar. Just something about that really annoys me. I don't know why. Like, I like to keep those things separate and just you guys are showing up, showing up at the bar all sweaty and nasty. And then you just start having a good time. And I don't like it. I won't stand for it. Well, guess what, Austin? You live in Arizona, so you don't get to join our group. I know. One day. You can have fun with your vasectomy out there. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So Yeah, I need to get one of those. There was actually a life pro tip that I was going to put in here, but we said we didn't want to talk about sad, depressing politics, so I didn't put it no. in here. But I'll put it in real quick. Uh, Planned Parenthood offers cheap or free vasectomies. All right. All right. Uh, so here's the life pro tip. And it comes from Gook Hockey. Gook Hockey. That sounds racist. Or maybe it's... Sounds like Book Hockey. Or maybe it's Goochocky. I don't know. Anyway, when traveling... If you come across a restaurant you like, ask the staff where they'd recommend to eat next. I think this is a great idea because I think I may have told this story before, but my wife and I once went on a trip where we did this for an entire two weeks where we had no plan. We drove up the PCH Pacific Coast Highway, for those who don't know, which is a gorgeous highway. I highly recommend you do it at least once in your life. Yeah, it's super cool. Every single place we stopped we would ask the bartender or waiter of a place we liked where we should go next. And then they would tell us where to go. And we went there and we just kept doing that for two weeks straight. And it was honestly one of the best trips I've ever done in my life. Like everything was spot on. Every recommendation was amazing. And, um, I, I think a lot of people that work in the hospitality industry, industry appreciate good food appreciate good culture appreciate a good time and they're great caveats for where to have a good time yeah that's a good technique like you go to for example you go to cracker barrel 
and you ask the waitress where she recommends. She says she likes to go to Cheddar's, <laughs> and you go to Cheddar's. They tell you they like Golden Corral. You go to Golden Corral. Next thing you know, you're at Red Lobster. <laughs> I mean, you got to pick where you're gonna do this. Like, no, I know. Don't I, use, and that's that's also the most Julian thing ever. That's <laughs> that's something you're really good at is finding restaurants. You will put in so much hard work, just digging through Yelp, asking people, researching. And that's that's one of the good things about going on a trip with you. Other than the fact that you tell me every place is like five minutes away and it ends up being five miles away, you get but your steps you, in. You you found a lot of good restaurants, which I don't mind if the weather's nice. But also, when you ask people, like if you're asking a waiter, server, or a bartender, or whatever, like what their favorite drink is or what their meal is, what kind of food they like at the restaurant or what places they like, you need to take into account look at that person and kind of analyze them. Does that look like the type of person that would like the same thing as me? Like, it's funny so many times that I have friends that ask that you'll like, it'll be like some 19 year old super gay server. And they'll be like, what's your favorite drink? And it's clearly not the same thing that, that Brandon likes. Well, and then you feel pressured to get that Cosmo fizz with sprinkles on top. Actually, Brandon did that last time we went to dinner. He asked the waiter who's clearly a gay dude what kind of drinks he likes and you know brandon likes the drinks of you know like a a 50 year old distinguished man what does him being gay have to anything to do with it i don't know i feel like gay dudes like 19 year old gay guys aren't as likely to to drink scotch as i think it depends on uh, as a 50 year old guy with chest hair and a gold chain i think it depends on the gay dude because this is true but i think i think that uh there's feminine dudes and there's masculine dudes and there's some masculine i know but this this gay there's dude some had, masculine gay dudes that would i know drink you I, under that's the what table, i'm saying Austin. you got to analyze them this dude had glitter falling out of his pocket okay all right so he's probably drinking a cosmo like a yeah this isn't like a bear gay guy that looks like you yeah okay you got to clarify there's a lot of variety out there i know thanks julian okay but yeah, definitely, and pick your restaurant too. Don't pick like Pizza Hut and be like, "Hey, where's your favorite place?" Because that person, you got to go to a place where the people are passionate about the food that they're serving and their restaurant, and they really, you can tell that they really get a joy out of serving you delicious food that they also enjoy. Those are the places. Dude, when I was in go. Amsterdam and you sent me the Yelp to that that donor kebab place. Yeah, how good was it? That, that was the most clutch move you ever did. I went there three days in a row. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I forgave you for many of your past sins because of that. I love taking place people to good places. Like Joey's coming to town this weekend, and I've already researched. I've already got like ten places I want to take him. I can only take him to like two or three, but I'm very excited to take him to some spots. Here's the real question: Did you make a playlist yet for Joey? Yeah. No. Oh. I only do that for like big group outings. I don't make a personal playlist for people that come to town. Oh, well, I thought you cared. Like, here's all our favorite songs, Joey. Remember when we listened to this one? (laughs) Hey. Don't act like you wouldn't do that. Come on. I would do that for you. I like the idea of that. I would just forget to do it. I like, I would do that for you because you and I have a lot of memories with music. Remember we started to make that Spotify playlist? of first and Roger from when we lived in that house when we were 19 and then some young kid hijacked it and put a bunch of shit on it. Yeah. But he's gone. I kicked him out. So it's ours again. All right. I do. I actually, I do remember 
Joey in eighth grade introduced me to the No Way Out album. He was oh P P Diddy and the Fam. Yeah, he had he. I had never heard that. What's their favorite famous song? Ain't Been gonna, around the world and I yeah. No, no, the one. the ain't nobody hold me down. Oh yeah. I forget what that song is called. Can't nobody take my pride. Can't nobody hold me down. I had never heard that song, and Joey brought it into Spanish class in eighth grade, and we listened to it together. And I was like, "Holy shit, these guys are awesome!" He's like, "P Diddy and Mace, they're the shit." It was actually Puff Daddy at the time. Okay, Puff Daddy and Mace, they're the shit. And I had no idea who Puff Daddy was or Mace, and I started listening to him from that point on. And you've been a big fan of Diddy ever since then. The biggest. Not really. I only liked a few songs on No Way Out and a few songs on Mace's album, and that was about it. And then none of them really get regular play except for Victory. It's a great song. Yeah, Victory. that's the best song. And uh, the other song, All About the Benjamins. Because on it. Yeah, All About the Benjamins is also really good. Mm-hmm. And, great song. And when also I'm, B-I-G on it. When I'm feeling down, I listen to that song with Mer- – with, uh, what the fuck? Mary J. Blige? No, not Mary J. Blige. Who's Biggie's ex? Lil' Kim? No, Biggie's oh. ex-wife. The, uh, I'll always be missing you. I'll be missing you. Oh, yeah. That's a great sad song. Oh, the one with the, the police beat? The... Yeah, the one about that that Pity Diddy wrote to make some money off Biggie's death. <laughs> uh, oh, this, is, uh, this reminds me of something... Adiana, I hope you're listening. One time, remember how P. Diddy sampled that that uh, Led Zeppelin song, Cashmere, for the oh, Godzilla? Yeah. <laughs> and Cashmere came on the radio, and I, we were with Adiana. Were you there? No. And Adiana, Adiana accused Led Zeppelin of stealing that beat from P. Diddy. No way. Because <laughs> he'd never heard, he never listened to Led Zeppelin. That's hilarious. Yeah. Remember that, Adiana? I hope he does. That was hilarious. All right. Uh, Austin, you got another tip for us? Dude, I I do. I have one last tip. Great. <sighs> it's a life pro tip brought to us by Roxy Creel. When you don't have all the facts, try to give people the most generous reason you can for their behavior. Knowingly slow driver, maybe it's a mom with a birthday cake in the back. This mindset will gradually make you less reactive, more compassionate, and more forgiving of your own bad days. I think I'm, I picked this tip because it's a cry for help for me. Because when I drive, that's that's the time that I get just so angry with people, especially in Tucson. I feel like everybody's out to get me and there's just like some big conspiracy going on that I'm not in on. Like every time I'm driving, I'll be in the right lane or the left lane. But I'm the only car in it, anywhere around. And someone will pull out right in front of me. I'm like, there's another fucking lane, you cocksucker. And it just happens day after day. Like, I see someone turning out and I go, they're going to pull out right in front of me. Just watch. And they always do it. And then people, you'll be making a left turn. The light turns green. You get a green arrow. The front car decides to wait about seven seconds before they start moving. The second car waits until they get all the way through before they go. You know what? I take it back. Fuck this tip. Fuck bad drivers. I hate you all. Get your shit together. It's so annoying. Follow the rules of the road, you fucking piece of shit. Tucson does have some of the worst drivers. Dude, they're so bad. It's infuriating. I almost got in like three accidents last time I was there. Like 
straight up people running red lights or making left-hand turns way too late in the where my light's already green. No, that type of thing is fine. I'm in on that. What? I'm talking about, yeah, you need to drive a little more aggressively. Well, maybe not running red lights. That's not a good idea. But I almost got T-boned like two times. I'm a big fan of making the left turn all the way through the red light. As long as, you know, within reason. No, but I was... I was I was had the right of way. I was driving. I was green, and they made a left. Well, turn. yeah, you have to make sure that traffic stops. That there's a whole system that goes. You're into a fucking it, paramedic, Austin. What kind of anyways, shitty advice are you giving? I'm just talking about people driving like they're not paying attention or gigantic pussies or whatever. But I will say it's funny how I'll get mad. It's all based on like how late I'm running. You know, if if I'm if I left early and I'm on time, it's a little bit easier for me to to not get angry with it. But then just one day I'll be tired or I'll be out of it or whatever reason. And then I realized I'm that driver. I'm just like, oh, fuck. I've become everything that I hate. You are a horrible driver because you fucking look down at your phone for an ungodly amount of time. I don't do that anymore. Oh, my God. You used to be the worst. You would He would literally like write entire paragraphs in a text okay. message while he's driving. First of all, you don't know my system. I'm not looking down the entire time. I, I know. I'm going back and forth. But you also time. come from a family where your dad reads books while he drives he doesn't do that anymore we're gonna talk about it <laughs> you're a liar that it, i think it was just one time we were driving to san diego and he was on the freeway and he just had a book up against the steering wheel <laughs> and he was reading it like a fucking novel i was like do you want me to drive he's like no i'm good like, dude okay you guys are way too confident in your multitasking skills i'll tell you you clients. No, dude, he finished that whole book before we got there. You clients are... He didn't really, but... Clients are crazy. Yeah, he must have been really excited to read that book. What book was it? I don't remember. It was just like some random thriller that you get at the grocery store, like in the checkout line when they used to have novels there. Oh, man, those remember are the worst that? books. Yeah. So you know it's good. No, those are the you shittiest. You know it's good or else they wouldn't have it by the checkout register. Those are the shittiest books. All right. But... And let me let me finish this tip off real quick. In general, I think it does uh, yourself a better service to try to be understanding of people when they fuck up because a lot of times there is something going into it. You don't know what they've been through. With driving, maybe this goes with everything, you know, just people reacting a certain way. You usually don't know their story. And most importantly, even if you don't care about that part, you're really only hurting yourself. And I always tell Brandon this because he has more road rage than anyone I've ever met. Everywhere he drives, he's very aggressive, and he just gets angry at Tucson drivers. And he's not wrong. I'm right there with him. But for some reason, when I'm with him, he gets so angry that it like draws me back to even it out, and I just sit back and try to relax. And I try to tell him, like, dude, you're only hurting yourself. And I try to remind myself that, too. It's like, you're just stressing yourself out more. So just try to chill out and accept that we're always going to have shitty-ass drivers, and it's just a part of life. And you could always take the bus, you know, that's an option, but then you got a guy that looks like Julian with a trench coat, most likely jacking off, and that's not a risk I'm willing to take. Not here in Tucson. Did I tell you what happened last time I took public transportation? Right? This wasn't the last time, but two times ago? I don't think so. So I was taking the gold line back to my house at night, and it was just Coral and I on there with some other people that had just gotten out of this concert, and there was a guy in front of us and he kept looking back and I had no idea he was looking at me. I was just looking straight forward, like minding my own business. And he kept looking back 
And then all of a sudden he gets off the train and he starts staring at me through the window of the train. (laughs) And he's just staring at me. And I look at him and he just starts yelling at me and throwing up like really aggressive hand gestures. And then he starts punching the glass of the train and headbutting it. And I have no idea what I did. And thank God he got mad at me when he was off the train uh, because then the train pulled away. And I was like, wow, that was really scary. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, what did you do? I didn't do anything. I was literally just sitting there looking forward as you do on public transportation, trying not to make eye contact with any of the crazies around me. Yeah, I mean, if he was headbutting the glass, he probably wasn't thinking clearly. No, of a of a train that's about to take off at a very high rate of speed and weighs a shitload. And if he catches one piece of his clothing or face on that train, he's going to have a bad day. I'm sure he'd be happy to know, though, that you got the message. I just said... No well, doubt. I just started yelling back at him as soon as the train started moving. <laughs> yeah, I just I started slamming my head against the glass just as hard as him. Yeah, we, dude, no one's gonna. No one's gonna. As soon as the door closed, me. of course. Yeah, as soon as the course. door closed. Yeah. Well, good for you. I got a tip here. It's my last one of the day because I gotta go. Uh, so I'll make it quick. It's from Maple Is the Sky, and it's never. I repeat, never use a kitchen mandolin without a handguard or strong gloves. They're writing this because their own non-dominant hand since yesterday has a good chunk of his right thumb sliced off. It hit to the bone. It was just large enough to sever a vessel and they've never seen so much blood in their life. This shit ain't no joke. So those mandolins have gotten real popular these days and they are really nice to use, but be sure to wear a good set of hand guards or gloves with them because you don't want to end up like maple is the sky. Should I invest in a mandolin? Yes, but you need to get a good one. We bought a shitty one and it sucks. You got to get a good one, but I got to go because I got an appointment in three minutes. How do you feel about the the instrument, the mandolin? Uh, it's fine. I like the kitchen tool better because it's more relevant to my life. But what do you use? What do you chop with it? You can slice all kinds of things. Vegetables, tomatoes, apples. Apples? Yeah, you can make thinly sliced apples if you want. All kinds of stuff. Don't a lot of them have like a little handle that you can use to make it safer? Yeah, but that handle only works so well because once you get towards the bottom of the whatever you're slicing, the handle kind of sucks. Hmm. So. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Oh, hey, Julian, one more thing. What? I love you. Fuck you and fuck the horse you rode in on, Austin. Love you all, though. Guys, email us at justthetipspod at AOL.com, and we would appreciate to hear from you. Yes, we would. It would mean a lot to Julian. It would. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Julian, you're going to love this tip more than anyone else. (laughs) I even get the MIPS helmet. Twinkle, twinkle, little stoner. Do they teach you any anal stuff? They're so squishy. Yeah, it's true. Because I love Bob Saget. I also like ASICs, and uh, don't forget to do your Kegels, folks. You know how I hate poop, right? I hate poop. They were putting on a show, put in so much hard work. They were fucking amazing. It felt really awkward sitting there alone and drinking. But that was the pickle I was in. Go start your own goddamn restaurant. Yeah. Still see those hips moving. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. And you get free in and out as well. You got a guy that looks like Julian with a trench coat, most likely jacking off for an entire two weeks. Appreciate a good time. And I was there by myself. It was a cup full of shit. I was the only one drinking. Yeah, the restaurant business is tough. 
You seem like you have a pretty thick skull. So those mandolins have gotten real popular. Finish this tip off real quick. You cocksucker. Throwing tubes in their prostates. I would do that for you. That pity ditty okay, puff daddy and mace. They're the shit. And they're great caveats for where to have a good time. Been around the world and I, yeah, yeah. Can't nobody take my pride. Can't nobody hold me down. Ain't nobody hold me down. I forgot what that song was called.